they watch a movie and record themselves talking about the movie. You're listening to Movie Winging. On today's episode, they are Ashley Brown Durand, Justin Brown Durand, and me, Matthew Durand. Why is this film called why is this called Sense and Sensibility? Because that's what the book is called. <laughs> I love it. That's a good answer. Good answer. Like also answer the question of why did these characters have these names? And why did yes, these and things why did happen? these things happen? <laughs> wait, what does everybody know what their names were? Because with a movie like this, you know that um, Justin struggles a little bit. Let's see if I can remember. Um Marianne is is Kate Winslet's character. Yes, um, that's true. Uh, Colonel Brandon, Christopher yes. Brandon, Christopher. Alan Rickman. Yes. Um, Alan Rickman's always a pleasure. I really like Alan. I, I like Rickman. him. Yeah, it's funny too because he's 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 so known for playing characters that have this kind of sort of cold, like a reptilian affect, and yet <laughs> yes. there's this interesting kind of like elegance and like uh, um, yeah. not exactly He's warmth, but there's something I feel which like is why it's... who could have pl- who could have been better cast as Snape? You yeah. know? I feel like he was so perfect for that role. Yeah. Um, okay, so what Snape. is Hugh Jackman's character? No. Hugh Jackman <laughs> is in this movie. <laughs> You're thinking okay. Wolverine. Okay. Hugh Jackman, <laughs> Hugh Grant is in this movie. What is his character? What is his character's name? Edward. Edward. Oh, Edward Ferris. Snowden. Ferris. Ferris. Edward right. Ferris. Okay. Right. What? Okay. Colin yes, Firth yeah. is not in this movie, right? No, no. <laughs> okay. This movie is going to be. This 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 episode is going to be about what actors Justin hallucinated being in the movie. <laughs> there were quite a few, like. It's just a star-studded. Well, anytime, anytime a man came walking up, I thought it was another another suitor. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's interesting um, to see actors in this that I'm familiar with, but hadn't seen this young before. Mm. Um, like um, Tom Wilkinson, who plays um, the father who, who's dying in the very first scene. Yeah, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, but but. Not this hmm. old, and yeah. I think he is actually British. But this is the first movie I've ever seen where he gets to use his real accent. <laughs> I mean, you remember wrong, but I've only ever seen him play Americans. Yeah. Um, and uh, Imelda Staunton, who plays the family that they go to live with, is that their cousins? Yes. Or the, yeah. A cousin. Oh, that like a cousin and his mother-in-law. The South okay. the older couple. Yeah, so they're not a couple. So the, <laughs> wait, wait, they're not a couple. <laughs> they're not. Oh no, Jesus! It's his mother-in-law. So wait, so he, he's a so, cousin of the mother. What's the family's name? Da- Dash. What's their name? God, I, I have no idea. I was trying to remember that. I, I feel like it's. I keep wanting. I keep thinking Denton, but it's not that at all. Or like Danforth. I don't remember now either. Denman. Oh, this is thrilling radio. Yeah. So. <laughs> But anyway, so it, you, her daughter? Yeah, her maybe? daughter, okay. it, who's married to Hugh Laurie, is Imelda Staunton, who I've seen yes. in stuff from like ten years later and more. Right. And yeah. Like, huh. um, so I don't know. That's that's just kind of interesting to me to see these actors, or even it's been a while since I've seen Kate Winslet in something. This is an early Kate Winslet role. I think she's only like yeah. 20 yeah. This is this is prior. Definitely before, like four years or, or before three. The, no, no, yeah. two, no years, wait, two years earlier. Titanic, Titanic is 97. Yeah. This is 95. Right. Yeah. So it's a couple years earlier. So this oh, she's is, young in Titanic. Yeah. Huh? So, Dashwood. So, Dashwood. Dashwood. I'm always, okay. you know, I'm always shocked when I, when I see Titanic that like, um, it's still the like super young version of Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Cause he like got, <laughs> yeah. he like filled out like not long after that. Yeah. But that's still like the kind of scrawnier version of him. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just find it kind of like startling when I, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, wow, they're like really young in that movie. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this would have been like like before Kate Winslet was like a big star, but when she already had a lot of like a like a big reputation as like a very, she was an actor that that had had a lot of acclaim. Is already. this post? Is this after Heavenly Creatures? Heavenly Creatures, I think, was her first movie. 
weird that um, uh, Peter Jackson went from Meet the Feebles and Dead Alive to Heavenly Creatures, right? Yeah. Bad, like, he just made all those. Yeah, then... that, that he suddenly had, like, an ambitious... Um, that's, a, that's quite a jump. ...movie in him. Well, those are the other ones are ambitious in a different way. I, I mean, you can say so, everything's ambitious in a different way. I mean, there's like, a lot. There's a lot of like effort. You could say that, like, <laughs> believe I don't me, know. Like, Dutch is ambitious and. Yeah, but Dead Alive is one of the like. Mo- I was thinking about Dutch yesterday. That's why Dead Alive is like one of the goriest movies ever. Yeah, but like bad. There's nothing ambitious. Well, not, about not bad taste, but Meet the Feebles and and De- Dead Alive are like. Yeah. So, stunning achievements. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh wait, let's not forget this. Uh, this is this movie is an example of let's take a look at it. A VHS box we watched on VHS, <laughs> where the cover apparently. Okay, Ashley was informing us through the whole movie that we couldn't look at the cover of the VHS because it reveals what happens in the movie, and it absolutely it's the does. Last, look it, it's a picture okay. of the last scene of the movie. Wow. Like, you see who ends up with who. More than two hours in. Who ends up with you. <laughs> yeah, but, but they could just be randomly standing next to each other, smiling about something else. Yeah, they holding lo- a bouquet of flowers. And... Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Best screenplay, Emma Thompson. She adapted the book. This oh. is... This, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is probably Ang Lee's first English language movie. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Made, this is this director made like Brokeback Mountain, right? Oh. And Crouching Tiger. Brokeback Mountain, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Hulk, the first Hulk movie. <laughs> um, um, he made Ice, the Ice Storm. Have you seen that? Oh yeah. 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 Um, he made a movie called Eat, Drink, Man, Woman. Before this. Yeah. Um, he's from Taiwan, I think. I think so. Yeah. 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 Yeah, a lot of a lot of um, emotional repression going through his movies. It makes sense to me that yeah. he would be interested in doing yeah. a movie about the Hulk. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, like Crouching Tiger and I don't really remember the plot of Crouching Tiger very well. It, it just a lot of it revolves around this this couple, uh, not this couple, but it, I think it was something where like. Um, this woman was married to or engaged to this guy's brother or something. But there, there's some reason why they both feel like they can't express their feelings mm. towards each other. And then, uh, spoiler for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, like, at the <laughs> very end, as he's dying, they finally do. And then he's Oh, it's, dead, it's on the like, cover of the VHS. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just him with his eyes X'd out. <laughs> Expressing um, his feelings. <laughs> and a heart coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Um, like a Valentine heart. Right. Okay, let's talk about everything but this movie that we just watched. <laughs> I want to get all the garbage out of the way first before we do um, all, the, all the trivia out of the way. I I haven't had a lot of exposure to Hugh Grant over the years. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, I saw I Four Weddings and a Funeral long enough ago that I barely remember it, but I, I know that there's this idea that people talk about him as stammering constantly. This was and, nothing. Yeah. Do you think he stammered a lot in this? Just enough that I thought, oh yeah, I can see why people say this about him, but I assume that he's much. It gets way more and more. It turns into much more of a shtick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, not like. (laughs) But it's charming. Like a Notting Hill or something? Yeah. It's so great. There's a weird thing with him where he's kind of. He's he kind rides of the same. He rides this line between seeming kind of like this charming doofus and seeming like there's something wrong with him. Like, like, like his, he, he has this kind of, like, sort of hapless, like, oh, facial expression, but it almost looks like he had a stroke or something. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's well, funny. Well, in this movie it's in just... particular, a lot of the characters, because there's such, like, you know, so many rules and so much, like, yeah. repressed emotion, yeah. a lot of the characters seem like there's something wrong with them. Like, <laughs> like the Colonel, uh, uh, Brandon? I'll just call him by the actor's name. Alan Rickman. That character... Like, I feel like he, I mean, he, I mean, Alan Rickman often has like a weird sour look on his face, <laughs> but I feel like that character, I was often trying to like figure out what was wrong with him. Although I guess he was 
yeah. upset about obvious things through a lot of the movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Hugh Grant's a weird. Uh, he doesn't bother me. No, That's no, fine. but he's, he's definitely just... got a thing. But this movie, I do think, is like really just the tip of the iceberg. Like so many of the movies after this, he's like way more on. I just, you know, I, I find him kind of an interestingly unlikely, like leading man, like romantic lead. Like, like uh, I think in some it's movies... interesting to me that he's been a romantic lead so many times, and he's. He's odd. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, like, uh, kind of not in the same way that Alan Rickman is, but but just um, yeah. I don't know. There's just, I mean, this whole movie just... though. Like Emma, Emma, uh, Thompson. Emma Thompson and Hugh Grant in this movie, like they're both kind of strange romantic leads. Yeah, Alan Rickman's a strange romantic yeah. lead. Yeah. yeah, you know, like but I, I think there's other movies uh, where Hugh Grant. It seems like obvious that like. Yeah, that he can carry a movie as a romantic lead, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I have no objection. It, it's more just that it it surprises me that he would go from stuff like this to more conventional, like, like oh, he's the guy that Julia Roberts falls in love with. Well, he's yeah, very funny too. But he's but it's still like his character is like it's not like he's this like super stud like he has the everyman quality first. Yeah, yeah, he is just kind of like doofy and like you know like sweet and that's yeah. why people fall for him like does he kind of have the thing though where as he gets older he kind of gets more handsome and manly in a certain way where like the yeah. later roles he have I feel like it feel like it becomes more and more obvious that he's oh he's like a romantic lead like when he's younger and a little a little more a little more doughy and like and like not quite <laughs> yeah. as I don't know I just feel like he's one of those a- actors that like as he ages he gets yeah sexier yeah <laughs> so Ashley picked this movie yeah um I love this movie yeah I didn't, I didn't so know what, what's, what's your what's your history with it um I don't know I <clears throat> I think I only saw it for the first time like sometime in the last like five years or something I just like it it just feels good I like that it's like kind of silly but still a period movie so it's like beautiful like the setting is always beautiful and it feels very lighthearted and silly I don't know although I feel like um as ultimately kind of, I was going to say frothy, but that isn't really the word I want, but like... Frizzy. As ultimately kind of like traditional happy ending, everybody gets paired off kind of ending as it, as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, the point when when Marianne is really sick, mm-hmm. it didn't seem out of the question to me that she would die. Oh, yeah. Like, Absolutely. Which is... A tricky thing. I, I feel like a lot of movies like this. It feels so obviously like you're watching a particular kind of story, that mm-hmm. even when like something grave happens, there's not really a question that's going to work yeah. out for everybody. But there, yeah. there, there was a point in this where I kind of thought like, you know, I haven't read any Jane Austen books. Maybe some of them go darker than I think they do. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think of them as. I, I don't feel like people talk about her that way. But yeah. maybe this is gonna go in a bleaker direction than I think, and I, yeah. and I was kind of picturing this thing where it was gonna be like she would die, everybody would be sad, and then is it Helena or Elena that Emma Thompson's character? Oh, or, you know, I don't even know because everyone always refers to her as Miss Dashwood. Yeah, that's I true. I think they say I think they say it's Helen or Helena or something. But anyway, um. Yeah. Uh, kind of growling I thought here. maybe that there was going to be a thing where she and the colonel were going to kind of like bond mm. after Marianne died yeah. and they would end up together but it would be this kind of bittersweet kind of like like I was uh, I was thinking about how it was interesting that like throughout the whole movie anytime a man and woman are alone together everyone around is like 
oh my god, they're falling in love, they're going to get married. <laughs> but when Colonel Brandon and Ms. Dashwood yeah. spend a lot of time together, there's never that speculation. It's always like, no, he's already in love with Marianne. She's waiting for this other guy. You know, like, mm. yeah. it's just interesting that, like, th- that wasn't ever worked into the story of, like, people speculating, like, wait, what's happening with these two now? Because they're both eligible. Yeah, I think which was part of why I thought maybe that was where it was going. Yeah. Because it's not something anyone's... Like, no one's talking about, about it. So, but, yeah. but they obviously like and respect each other right. a lot. Like, yeah. like, and it seems like the kind of thing that it could turn into this, like, ah, oh, you didn't think about that, did you? But that's yeah. what's going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, so many... There was, there was a... I'm sorry, I was just going to say, there was a point in the middle when... It kind of seems like um, like Edward is kind of more of a shit than he ends up being. Mm-hmm. Where I was kind of thinking, like, really, would the best outcome here be for just just both sisters to marry Alan Rickman's character <laughs> and just kind of like he's obviously well, yeah. kind of like the coolest guy here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I, I w- you know, a lot of romantic movies like this, like you said, it ends with like kind of a standard happy ending where everyone gets. It's well, happy. Not, yeah, but, but there, there is a... But um, th- what's interesting about this story is that through most of the movie, I didn't... Yeah, I like didn't really didn't know where it was going. Yeah. I, I, I kept wondering if there was going to be something where they were both interested in the same man. You know, like if, if like mm-hmm. Emma Thompson, like you were just saying, and, like, ends up interested in Alan Rickman or something. Um, yeah. So, and so I, I kind of like about how right up until the end... I kind of didn't know what was going to happen, and then they just like, just unleash this like traditional happy ending. Like everyone gets it. Like everyone's happy. Everyone ends up married, and like yeah, it kind of is this nice. Uh, you know, I don't know. Ultimately, it's this kind of nice like uh, build up to that, which it, it makes sense to me that like I was, you know, I found myself wondering in in the last couple scenes how this book was written because what happens in the movie is once. Hugh Grant shows up again. Forgive me for using the actors' names. I just it's easier for me to follow. <laughs> right. um, when Hugh Grant shows up again and reveals that he's actually an option for mm-hmm. Emma Thompson, yeah, she starts hyperventilating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah. But, like it, it, it's such a because this story about this woman who kind of like you know does everything that she thinks she's supposed to do and yeah. it's like reserved she and stuff, and it's really. I think there's lots of other stories about that kind of thing, like somebody, you know, finally letting their emotions free and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. she, like, hyperventilates and, like, turns away and is, like, you know, like, I'm really curious if the book is written, like, <laughs> yeah. like what does it describe her doing during that? Because it's really, yeah, nice. it's, so it's a really nice scene, you know, performance. like, yeah, the, the, and, like, the, I just, like, I gotta well, wonder how they describe that in the book. Yeah, because there's it's really strange. Scene earlier when Marianne finds out for the first time that Edward was like previously engaged and she's like yelling at her sister being like like do you even have a heart like you don't show me anything and she like finally like starts breaking down and then Marianne starts crying so she has to hold it in again to comfort her sister so then like it makes sense that then like she can't hold it in anymore like once she has this like huge relief that like he's available and it's just, he's interested in her think, like it's a pretty powerful thing about like a lot of you know things in life you don't always get what you want obviously so you kind of end up like not just from not just like with romantic things but just lots of things in life you know you're not handed everything you want yeah. right. so as you get older you kind of protect yourself in different ways emotionally sure. from being disappointed so it makes sense to me that like her really thinking, like, through this long, drawn-out process where she, like, like helped him marry this other woman, so she thought, and, like, you know, she, like, actively, like, was not going to end up with this guy, so then when she suddenly does, and she can kind of, like, reveal her, her, like, just let her actual emotions kind of, like, take flight, it makes so much sense that she would, like, lose her, like, she wouldn't just, like, have a little teary moment, but she would, like, have this kind of panicked, like, yeah. like emotional reaction. I don't know, I thought that when was really When I love, great. like, during that scene, like, when she starts hyperventilating, 
and her family like gets up like yeah you think yeah it's gonna, still like, it's silly li- you think they're gonna like comfort her or like yeah, help just... her in some way <laughs> but they just look at each other in we'll this funny out. way and just leave the room yeah, yeah and i think like that's something that i really love about this movie is i think that there's like this humor about yeah the traditions and stuff that like i think all the actors are really good at like i don't know just having this like slight comedic tilt to everything and yeah for me without slight inflation yeah but for like me, without it's making pretty, it a yeah. satire you know like it's it's like it just keeps it like light and funny and yeah i mean the, i struggle with some of it you know like like trying to pick it's a it's a struggle for me to want to watch movies about repressed people having formal dinners and stuff like that. So, you know, I struggled a little bit, but ultimately it had, it had enough. In it. Sorry. Just like, I don't know how many scenes are there of people like, yeah. like sitting in uncomfortable chairs and uncomfortable clothes, like having boring conversations. Eating dry toast. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 temperature I, I struggle with that. I, I, I find myself thinking about, you know, a lot of the movies that I like to watch for pleasure food fights <laughs> no but like things like something like Days and confused <laughs> like that you know you're saying this world appeals to you yeah. like it i understand the setting like the the like countryside setting being appealing yeah but like i do not understand the like social yeah, I mean, I mean once it, once like, it gets, like, oh, I wish I could live in. No, this I know, time. I know. Like, but like, you, wear you know, something all of those clothes like be for... super bundled up all the time. Yeah, but it's, but like, it's still beautiful. Like, I like watching all these women like walking around in these like beautiful flowy dresses. And you stuff. see, I do and, not like like. It I makes mean, I me, don't. They like, look uncomfortable I'm... to me, and it makes me like uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Like so, you watching something like Days and Confused, like in this era of like like loose morals and drugs <laughs> and aimlessness and comfortable clothing and like mm. you know I'm not saying I want to live in that world exactly yeah. but like I feel very cozy watching that you know like I, I'm so you're I'm, waiting for the I scene enjoy. where Emma Thompson like lights up basically well like... no but I'm, well, I'm it's funny but, but no these kind of things yes. like I'm looking at this you know like the cottage they live in and like the beautiful views and like and it, that makes me feel really good, but then when they enter the scene, and they're wearing these clo- like, how come the men are buttoned up so high, but the women like show their cleavage? Out. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like Hugh Hugh Jackman <laughs> is not in this movie. <laughs> Hugh Hugh he could be though. I think you know, like, I've I've seen Hugh I've seen Kate Leopold. If he was the right Kate Leopold is, is no, my kind of movie. I feel like if he was the right age, Hugh Jackman could have been um, the uh, doctor. Uh, no, he's Willoughby. not a doctor. John Willoughby. I kept yeah. thinking he was a doctor because he was checking well, he out her. He was uh, in Kate and Leopold. Yes, he was. They have used him this way, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the the uh, John Willoughby was giving me a Hugh Jackman vibe. Yeah, he's giving me a Hugh Jackman. Who who played that guy? Did we, uh, he had some him. very short name that I didn't okay, recognize. Okay, didn't recognize him. Um, it was like 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 Bill Fish or something like that, <laughs> but less American. I love Jackman. Bill Fish. <laughs> so so in this in the early nineteenth century, which is when this is set, I think. So, like, a hundred years before... Like, Downton Abbey is, like, early 20th century, right? Yeah, that's, like, <clears throat> 1920. Or, no, See, I I'm can sorry, watch that's that. not right. It's a couple years before that. Okay. When did the Titanic sink? 1997. We already established that. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about that. Everything happened when the movie about it came out. <laughs> um, so, in the early 19th century... If a man approaches your house, he's coming to marry somebody. So like, <laughs> like, like you're every time. Like, I love the like panicked energy. Like, any time they see yeah. like a man is coming, yeah, like you know, the whole family I mean, like loses like, their shit and like this is like what Jane Austen writes about right. because like because it's like all these stories about these women who are left with nothing and even like early on in this movie when. Um, Emma Thompson and Hugh Grant are like riding a horse and 
I was sitting there with their hats and you were like, side saddle. She made a comment where she was just like, she was like, yeah, I can't inherit and I can't earn an income. So like, she's just, women are in a position where they Why can't have they earn to, an income? Because they're women. So they don't, okay. Like, and they're like of a certain status where like they yeah. can't, they're not going to like take in work or something because yeah. they're too like hoity-toity for that. But they still don't have any money. They don't have a dowry, so nobody wants to marry them. They're just like, bad the, luck. Pride and Prejudice is is more dramatic than this, right? I remember like the movie or the, the story. I don't know. I've only seen the movie, but I'm assuming it's yeah. similar to the story. I've seen two movies, I think, of that. Yeah. One with um, what's her name? Keira Knightley. Keira Knightley. Yeah. And the one with Colin Firth. Okay. Right? The one with Colin Firth is a miniseries. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that one. I haven't either. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen an older movie version of Pride and Prejudice that I, I was made to watch in high school. I think it had Laurence Olivier in it. Oh, wow. Um, and I thought it seemed like nothing was happening. <laughs> it just kind of seemed like... Like people kind of like I mean, raising I their can't... eyebrows at each other and being like, "Sir, your pride, madam, your prejudice." <laughs> like it just it just seemed like like they, whatever the yeah, appeal he's... was of the book, they just sucked the life well, out like, of it. I it can't... was just people like being snooty at each other. I can't imagine trying to watch them. A... <laughs> I'm so, so, so dramatic. I can't imagine <laughs> watching a movie about this era that was made like pre 60s or something i feel like i i i it would i can't imagine that holding my attention well because i know movies from before the 60s hold no, because, attention because no but well, yeah. that's what i'm saying so like this kind of period drama um, or whatever because yeah. like movies like this like i feel like the newer they are the easier like yeah. like like that pride and prejudice with Kira knightley yeah it holds my attention more than I ultimately like this a lot, yeah. but but um you know it's a, it's a struggle for me. Also, yeah, you just have to watch it again so that you yeah. remember who the different people are. I, I'm glad you got me to watch this because I wouldn't on my own, and and it's uh, it was actually really good. I could see this setting though, like being kind of more striking to me in black and white somehow. Because something I was going to say about this, and <clears throat> of course we're watching it on on a cropped VHS tape, so I don't know how much of it has to do with that. Mm. I didn't care for the way this movie looked. Um, well, it's also a very washed out VHS. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how much of it is that. I feel kind of like I need to watch at least a few minutes of it on like like a like a nice DVD or something just to see how different it was. But you know, I felt like the look of it kept making me less interested in it. I like agree. this movie did about, not have about just where the camera was placed at any given moment or something. I I felt like I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just that maybe Ang Lee isn't. A super visual director, or something. But he like is. That. Brokeback Mountain, Country well, Tiger, or maybe it's just the Ice like... Storm. Had well, even if it's not like I feel like I've thought of Ang Lee before as like you know someone who has like style in the way he do it. Like I feel like I've maybe it's just he's, the, this, he's gotten this, better at picking cinematographers. Yeah, this, or this movie didn't feel like it had a specific director. Like it just it just felt kind of like whoever directed this. You know, like the look of it, like you're saying, and yeah. and the it, did, it didn't have like an interesting visual. Style. Yeah, I feel like yeah. the right. Ang Lee touch yeah. or whatever it is. I I feel like it, it probably has in my head kind of more to do with how he deals with actors, maybe, and just the kinds of themes he's interested in yeah. than like. I mean, than, like, I don't know. Like, I think Brokeback Mountain handles the the like. The yeah, that's setting. what I'm saying. Maybe he's just found a better. Oh, he's got better. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, something about the look of this movie, I I felt like it was kind of keeping me at a distance until like I was I was getting kind of impatient with this movie for a while at the beginning yeah. I feel like um it wasn't really until things got kind of more complicated I think around when when Willoughby shows up partially just because that's so when he adds a bit of character he's so cartoony yeah. when yeah. he shows yeah. up like it, it's such a yeah. like 
cartoon version of a like man coming in to sweep you yeah. off your feet character. And Marianne is like so expressive with her emotions and she's yeah. without, supposed to be and without Kate Winslet's character that's Marianne yeah. without her I wouldn't have made it into the like yeah. as soon as that, that scene I mean get I know like that's the, the point kind of yeah but like the scene where she goes in to her sister's bedroom to like talk about how she feels about yeah. Edward and she's like more animated and like talking about emotions and stuff. I was like, yeah. okay, thank God. Like, <laughs> like this yeah. isn't just, because I'm watching Edward and Mrs. Dash and like, <laughs> and like, and I'm just, like, I feel no, like, I mean, honestly, this is Butterworth. By the end of it, you know, like, I'm into it. Like, it's whatever. But I feel like there's kind of a, a I'm into it, but whatever. Well, no, I feel like there's kind of this, like, um, I'm giving the movie some, uh, what is this? <laughs> I I feel like I'm I'm giving the movie a little leeway uh-huh. when I'm supposed to think that when Edward tells Mrs. Dash that oh my god Ms. Dashwood Mrs. Dalloway Miss Dashwood <laughs> when Edward Wait, did you not say it as a joke the first time uh, no when Edward <laughs> when Edward tells Miss Dashwood when Doctor Pepper tells <laughs> Mrs. Pepper. <laughs> Okay, when Edward tells Mrs. Dashwood, Miss Ms. Dashwood, Dash. Mrs. Dashwood is Ms. her sister-in-law, oh who's married to her brother, Mr. Dashwood. And fucking Edward <laughs> tells Miss Dashwood Helena. that she is the best Ellen? friend Ellen he's ever had, or something. Yeah. And there's like this love of Eleanor situation happening. It's Eleanor. Her name is Eleanor. That's what Eleanor? it says on the box. Like E R E L I N O R. Eleanor. 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 Um, <laughs> is it ever with an E? Eleanor? Just Let's let Justin get this thought out. Okay. When Edward <laughs> looks at Mr. Dash <laughs> and tells her that she's like the best friend he's ever had or something, yeah. I'm like into it at that point. Yeah. But thinking back on... Th- <laughs> that's th- like two hours but into it. No, 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 no. I, I, like, but that's what I'm saying. Like At that point, I'm, I believe it. Yeah. But I don't think I have good reason to believe it because yeah. the interactions I've seen between them felt very like like not romantic and not yeah. and not like super connected and yeah. that's interesting because I don't see it that maybe way. I'm remembering but, it wrong but like but I've also <laughs> seen this multiple times so I can watch like, it now and I know like. I'm like seeing little moments. And okay, stuff. because all I can remember moments. as like as like a, an eyebrow raising moment is when she looks up and raises her eyebrows. <laughs> no, like is is when 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 Edward is outside like playing swords yeah. with. Oh, Margaret. what's the youngest with, with um Margaret. Margaret with Margaret and Ms. Dashwood yeah. looks out the window and is like, oh, I like him. There he is. I like that guy. Yeah. And they look at each other. That's all I remember as far as like them okay. actually okay. Let me having like a sweet yeah, moment. Yeah, you have to you have to take it back because their first moment was when he walks up and she's watching her sister play oh. the piano, and she turns and looks at him, and he notices that she was crying, and he is embarrassed yes. to catch her in this private moment, and then he gives her his handkerchief. Yes, Which you're right, you're right. she keeps, and it has his initials on it, and then she finds out later, this <clears throat> other girl, Lucy Steele, is like, oh, we've been engaged for five years. She blows her nose into a handkerchief that also has his initials on it. Yeah. Which yeah. I never noticed any other time that I've watched really? it. Really? Until today. It seems very, like, in your face yeah, to me. Yeah, well, I'm usually doing Well, this movie was original, TV. this was actually a 3D in the theaters. <laughs> And it, and when it was 3D, it was much more obvious. It like actually stuck out. Yeah. Computer generated mucus. Yeah. No. The, 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 <laughs> um. He was connecting so much with the with their younger sister that yes. that was like a, like the the yes. very first thing where he like coaxed her out from underneath. Yes. The table. With, like, okay, I'm remembering silly, more. You're right. Like, you're right. Humorous <laughs> thing that made her feel like oh yeah. Who is this nice man who is nothing like his sister who sucks. Like, she's, like, you know, the worst. Wait, that's how the, the little girl feels about no, 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 Miss, no. Miss Dashwood? No, Edward's sister. Oh, yeah, she sucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, also, in the, in, in the early 19th century, 
if you ever got wet or cold, <laughs> you die. Then you are like on your death. <laughs> no, no. It's, yes. If you get wet and cold, and also something upsetting has happened. <laughs> yes. I for if some you reason already in such a weakened state from your heart being broken. Is this how like this happens so often in these kinds of movies? Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I always, yeah, but it like like in in um that movie about um <laughs> also back then people died all the time. Know. Like you cut <laughs> yourself and you oh were like God. shit, I'm dead. That movie about um, the poet that you like. Yeah, What's that movie called? I want to talk about Dr. Seuss. Oh, yeah, that, that Dr. Seuss documentary. His name is not actually Dr. Seuss in real life. Okay, it's Dr. No, but, Grinch. But that poet guy, <laughs> ironically, um, Keats Yates, Keats, Keats, Fitzgerald, Keats. He gets wet and then dies, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Does he like trip and fall in a puddle? No. And then he, he goes, dies? What a world! What a world! <laughs> that was his last oh poem. God. I feel like you guys are so much more annoying on this podcast. No, that's not true, though. Before. That's not true. <laughs> I thought I was sort of charmingly okay. stammering. I liked the movie. Doesn't oh that help? God. Yes, it does. So, yes, in Bright Star. Yes, the movie about the poet. Yes, he was traveling in the rain, in the cold winter rain, for who knows how long. And he didn't have enough money to ride inside the carriage, so he was outside the carriage. And that really happened. That's a real guy. It was a real thing that happened. That's fucking crazy. The sacrifices, the shit that our, the people that came before us, just the day-to-day shit yeah, I mean, the, their houses were warmed with, like, a fireplace. To get us to where we are now yeah. is crazy. And he didn't have his jacket. That's I right. didn't have my jacket. He left his jacket, and I can't remember the main <clears throat> woman's name in the movie, but she was repairing it for him. Like This is why, you know, it's for real. This is why I, everyone used to wear hats all the time, because if you took yeah. it off, you'd instantly yeah. die. Including to bed. You'd wow. wear a hat to bed. You'd, like, you know, one of take your hat off and be like, the... shit, tuberculosis. Wow. Okay. You know, I, mean... I, I took some Tylenol recently, and <laughs> wow. <laughs> it worked. Advil. Oh, that's not Tylenol? No. Um, <laughs> Advil is sponsoring this episode. We only take Advil. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Advil. <laughs> The, 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 little, the little pill that works in a GIF. You ever get it. one of those headaches that just <laughs> wraps your whole day? You, know, you gotta <laughs> practice our, our radio commercial is, voice. Is it, is it illegal to... It should be illegal to have pain relief that's affected. <laughs> <laughs> is it illegal? Advil. Advil. Trust me, it's Advil. The A stands for effective. And the D stands for double effective. Take two if you want to call me in the morning. No, so is it illegal to do fake commercials? Like, could we just be like, hello, welcome to Movie Wing Dong. What's this movie called? <laughs> movie Wing Ding? Yeah. Movie Wing Ding brought to you by Pepsi. Is that illegal? Um, no. So we not. could just advertise for Pepsi. And we're giving them free advertising. Right. But they don't want it. it. So we're going to get sued? I think every episode we need a sponsor. A fake sponsor. So let me tell you, Advil I tried last week worked really great. It cut my headache right out of my head. Well, we should, we should tell people about it. <laughs> on the, and right now, I tried Evian for the third time in my life, and this time I like it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great commercial. <laughs> It tastes Third like... Third time's a charm. <laughs> Don't you guys... Evian. Have you ever tried Evian? <laughs> when she, doesn't it taste like melted snow? That's why I don't like it, because it tastes like melted snow. Whereas Poland Spring Wait. tastes like... Poland, Poland Spring tastes like... Ooh, this is like full of stuff. Are you... Is it... Like, does it actually taste like that, or is it because you're looking at snowy mountains while you're drinking well, it? I don't know. Maybe they put snow in it, too. I mean, it's... I think they get it from there. They get it from the yeah. mountain snow and melt it. Okay, listen to this description. Oh, my God. Oh, it's say melted Wait. snow. Hold on. Delicately crafted by nature with a unique journey through the heart of the French Alps from snowflake to you. Oh, my God. It's snow. It's melted snow. It's melted... <laughs> they should call it melted snow Yeah. water. <laughs> Oh, that's not pee. 
Meanwhile, <laughs> I'm drinking Poland Spring. Match one Can you get Evian in a in like a big like water dispenser? That's but why would you want it? I don't it? know because it's like it. I don't. But this time I kind of did. Third time I kind of liked it. <clears throat> okay. okay. So, so back to can the I show. Talk about something. For oh real? my god! I'm so sorry. Please. Yes. Yes. Let okay. her talk. Now, so <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Man. I had stuff to say about the movie too. Well, yeah. you have to wait. Okay. Matt was talking about the way the movie looked. Mm. I will agree that I enjoy watching this movie because of, you know, everything is pretty and all that stuff. But as far as, like, this, like, beautiful cinematic movie, this isn't, like, that's not what I watch this for. Mm -hmm. Whereas Bright Star, yeah. I have seen it so many times that I can follow the story, but it's not as easy to, like, hear everything everyone's saying and, like, a lot of atmosphere fully, atmosphere. like, follow the story because it's very serious. And, yeah. but it is so beautiful. It is, like, yeah. the most beautiful movie that I've ever seen. Have you is ever it, seen Bright Star? No, is it Jane Campion? Yes. Which, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the opening scene is, <clears> like, <throat> a super zoomed-in close-up of a needle and thread going in and out of fabric. And... It's just, like, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And while this Sense and Sensibility is, like, in the same world, yeah, I'm not watching it for that reason. Yeah. I'm watching it for this, like, light sort of <clears throat> rom-com Yeah, it's lit more like a comedy. Piece. Like, it's yeah. lit like real life. Yeah. Whereas Bright Star looks like this shadowy... Yeah, like, like, actually, like, until I just said it, like, I never, like, this version of Sense and Sensibility feels like a romantic comedy. Yeah, it feels kind of like... It's just a yeah. period. Yeah. Although someone almost dies, like, two-thirds of the way through. Yeah, but, is, like, that happens. That happens in... in uh... No. It's in Seattle starts with... Yes, with a death. A death. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> but I was, I was thinking, like, when Kate's... Uh, there, there was a point where I really thought that Marianne was gonna die. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was, I was kind of already thinking, like, are they really gonna try to like pull a happy ending out of this? Because I'm not gonna buy it. Like this is awful. <laughs> I will not be happy. She's like if she out does. in the rain, just like like yeah. lamenting her tragic romance. Yeah. And I, I was just kind of like, if they kill her off, they better commit to this not being a happy ending. Because I'm not gonna be like, because I was really I was really starting to think that Alan Rickman and, and uh, Emma Thompson's characters mm. were gonna end up together. And I, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be happy for them because the, yeah. this is so so good for Ang Lee for for actually like making it seem like there were stakes where yeah, yeah. things yeah. weren't necessarily because I yeah. think that was the problem was that for like the first half of the movie it kind of felt like it, everything was happening in this very narrow like emotional range. Mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I I felt relieved when like the tension started going up and yeah. things started to get and when it got goofier. Yeah. Um, just just more. I, I feel like you. Yeah, feeling like there can be real happiness and real mm -hmm. sadness. I feel like <laughs> makes it more interesting. Yeah. Something I gotta say about this movie before I forget. The ending thing, the big reveal that, oh, she married the brother, not him, not not mm -hmm. not Edward. I saw that coming, and I wish I oh. hadn't seen it coming. Yeah. Because it would have been a nice, like, it would have been nice if my reaction was as surprised as, as uh, Ellen, Eleanor. Yeah. But from the point where just the fact that it's just these people going like oh yeah he got and just the way they were talking about it and thinking about how lucy is that mm -hmm. her name when she's like the only person in the movie who seems to think that like the the, the aristocratic twits are like really cool people like yeah. like those Sports three those three people like, like <laughs> the rich people in this movie are made out to be such like like snooty dimwits yeah. like yeah. like they're it's almost like a monty python thing or something yeah. i feel yeah. like um right from when they found out that mr ferris is married i i immediately was like oh okay this is what's gonna happen and i, I wish mm -hmm. that i wish that that had surprised me more how do you feel about the fact that 
he probably would have just married that woman if she hadn't rejected him. That was kind yeah, of interesting. Yeah, what do you mean, how do I feel about it? Well, I feel like in a I movie mean, like this, like... I feel like normally to make it more romantic, they would have it that he just ditched that other woman because he was overcome with emotion yes. and came to be with Miss Dashwood. Yeah, but Miss instead Dashwood. it's like it's more realistic this his, way. like, character. Yeah, that, that they're both similar and characters. And actually his that, sister like, said that to Mrs. Dashwood saying, like, oh, he's easy, he's an easy target for, like, for women because he is right so nice it. and he, if he says he'll do something, he will do it. <clears throat> and at that point, right, she okay, knows that, makes he sense, was, yeah. that he had already promised himself yeah. to somebody. Yeah, it's there just to show his character that, like, even if he fell in love with someone else, he it's just, promised it's, it's that, something, so he yeah. would follow through with it. It's an interesting storyline <laughs> where, like, they're both that's these where, really stifled, the sensible characters. Yeah. Sense and sensibility, right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Who basically get to end up together just because of circumstance. Yeah. Like, because the woman picks somebody else. Yeah. Not because well, they both... Not because either of them, like, actually chose their real emotions. Yeah. Well, and that's why when he's even telling a story, he was like, so I decided to let her go, to, like, let her out of our engagement to marry my brother you yeah. know as if he like had some say or could have been like yeah. no marry yeah. me but the reason why he got to like have a a parish and stuff is because colonel brandon was like he is of good character because yeah. he's like he said no to the money to marry the woman that he <clears throat> promised yeah. he would marry and yeah i mean i didn't really like her so i'm glad that, that didn't work out I mean, it's like every time I watch it, I keep thinking, like, is she making this up? Like, she's making this up, right? She's just lying but to everyone. But they're engaged. Yeah, I thought, engaged. I thought it was a lie. <laughs> I like how um, I don't really ever feel like you're supposed to identify with any of the male characters. It's very much like mm. like putting you with mainly the, you know, the two Alan yeah. older sisters. I feel like you're kind of on the outside of, of what's up okay. with him. Like, there's, are there any scenes that are just, like, guys alone talking? I don't know if there uh, are, which is rare in and of itself. But um, I, I, it's interesting that um, Hugh Grant's character and Alan Rickman's character and even the, the Willoughby character, that they're all presented at, like, you know, there, there's kind of these complaints that I feel like different people make about the Colonel and about Edward, about about them, about Edward being kind of wishy-washy and about mm -hmm. the Colonel kind of having this, like, I forget what it even is about him that, that, is it Marianne just kind of complaining that he seems sort of like stodgy and old or something like that? Yeah, I think she <clears throat> just like, just wasn't yeah, on to him, but yeah, like, like, I mean, she was rescued by Willoughby, and then she came around to Colonel Brandon after she was also rescued by yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, but I, she I, needed I, this like big romantic gesture, and he wasn't easily romantic in the right way. What I what I was gonna say was I like that it presents them in these ways that aren't these like traditional like dashing romantic lead kind of characters mm -hmm. and at the end it's not like oh secretly they were like they're mm -hmm. still very much who they've been through right, the whole movie yeah. but that they're also allowed to be I, I don't know just I, I just like how it's not like they, they completely transform at the end of the movie for the relationships to work it's just mm -hmm. kind of like and even even the way it handles Willoughby where like he kind of sucks, but there is also something kind of, you know, that the, the, they give him his little, like, sad, like, watching the wedding and then, like, riding away thing yeah. at the end. I like well, that. Well, it's, it's weird, too, how um, the colonel guy, like, even when he's talking about how much of a dick the guy is, he's like, but I think he actually did love Marianne and would have married her. Yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah. I don't think anything in the movie, like, contradicts that. Yeah. And th that's just an interesting... It's a it's a kind of realistic sophistication that I feel like you don't see in these kind of stories mm. much. Um, that it allows mm. for 
that kind of like shading and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless yeah. you're really rich, in which case you're just like this twit. <laughs> that like, um, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> those characters—they're like so completely yeah, unappealing. What are the other Jane Austen stories? Like Emma, is kind of more of a comedy, right? Yeah, I'm not really familiar. I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty light. So Emma, Pride and Prejudice, well, Emma, Sense and Sensibility, Clueless is loosely based on it. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, right, right. It's like a matchmaker character. Yeah, but yeah. but but in her own romantic life, she's yeah yeah. Clueless. What are the other? Can you think of other? Persuasion. That's a Jane Austen story? Yeah. The, oh. the one that there was a preview for before that. Yeah. Before oh, right, right. Did, which I tried to watch Persuasion a couple years ago, and I actually had a thing where I felt like it looked really drab, and I think that was part of why I stopped watching. <laughs> I didn't like the look of any of the actors. Like, the, the lead yeah. guy that kept showing, I was just like, I don't feel like watching him. So, yeah, I, I feel like I, I liked, I liked like the second half of this movie. I'm glad I... But to get there, you needed the first half, didn't you? <laughs> it's true, but I I I, I wish the Abby. I wish the first half had, had sucked me in more. I do really feel like I should read some Jane Austen at some point. Yeah. Me too. Oh, Mansfield Park. <clears throat> that's right. Oh, that's a movie too. So, um, I think I'm gonna give it a thumbs up. <laughs> a thumbs up, just one. I think I'm gonna give it a Roger Ebert thumbs up, and a Gene Siskel thumbs up. <laughs> So like so you have you you watched this movie a lot over the past yeah, since you first like watched a it a handful of times. Yeah, has your feelings about it like changed over time or is it just pretty much yeah, always I like, it. like I like it more. You said you noticed more. It. Yeah, and it's just like easier, you know, because <clears throat> I know the story now. I can like just enjoy the like lighthearted comedic aspects without trying to like remember who's who and. Yeah, I think yeah. for me, I, I would feel the same way. This is a movie I could watch again and have an easier time. Yeah. I think, like Matt said, like the first half, I kind of sometimes was like, oh my god, how long is this? Like, like yeah. is, this, is, this, is this going to go anywhere? So now yeah. knowing that it actually does go somewhere that I like. Right, yeah. You, you know what it is? I think the first half to me kind of felt like a TV, like a few episodes of a TV show about these people, but mm -hmm. like edited down to the bone, kind of. So it was yeah. this weird thing of like they had to like very quickly lay out. What's yeah, happening. like trying to establish a like bunch the, of stuff, the but father but, dying in the beginning that we never saw. That's all really like, rushed. Like, it, we yeah. had to like see yeah. him dying, and that he can't split his estate. But, like, a lot of the introductory... And just the stuff about, like, here's this guy, he has feelings for her. Here's yeah. this guy, he has feelings for her. Like, yeah. I feel like... It, it's a weird thing of feeling kind of bored with it, but feeling like maybe I wouldn't have if that part had been longer. Yeah. You know? Well, I think this is also something where, like, none of us have read the book, and I wonder how much of the book is condensed to, like, fit into a movie. As opposed to like a mini series or something, yeah. you know, yeah. Like if if part of that feeling in the beginning of the movie is because like they just have to quickly get in a lot of stuff, so then the bulk of the movie can be like the most fun stuff. Yeah, actually, it makes me. I've I've never had any curiosity about the Pride and Prejudice miniseries before yeah but watching this makes me feel like jane austen at miniseries length probably yeah yeah works better in some ways yeah the story of pride and prejudice like maybe like like, like yeah two or three or four episodes i wouldn't want to like <clears throat> well it's oh, probably yeah. a bbc you know. thing so it's oh, probably yeah. pretty sh it's yeah they're like bbc miniseries are never more than like seven or eight episodes. yeah cool. <laughs> uh what about jane Eyre? who wrote that um, that is... Bronte? Isn't yes. that one of the Bronte... Charlotte. So that movie, Bright Star, is not about one of the Bronte sisters? No, that's about John Keats and the woman that he was in love with. It's specifically... Is there a movie about the Bronte sisters? Yes. Okay. I believe it's called The Bronte Sisters. <laughs> it's more Great. recent. Okay. I watched it. The Bronte it, Sisters movie. But, um... I always think Bright Star is no, about... Bright Star is specifically based on letters that they wrote to each other. I, I think it's because I always want to think that the woman that he's with is also a writer, but she's like a she's dressmaker not. or something, she's, or a yes. clothing maker yeah. or something. Yeah. 
is into fashion. That's funny because yeah. never having seen Bright Star, I didn't know it had anything to do with a poet. I just thought it was about people who made clothes. You thought it was about like yeah. like some famous famous uh, uh, dressmaker of old yeah. times or something. Yeah, because the main character is like she's into fashion and sewing her own clothes, and like part of the story <clears throat> is how like oh. She, you're just a woman, like, you don't, you can't understand this, like, poetry and all this stuff, and she's just like, but I have this thing that I do that is creative and artistic, and I can make money from it, and she's just like, you don't know anything, like, I do this, uh, this other thing that is also, like, really great, yeah, it's really good. And now, and now what is glitter about? <laughs> what is that? Oh. I think that's about Mariah Carey as the inventor of glitter. <laughs> that would be a good movie. Who was in love with but it's, it's the kind famous of, artist Pablo Picasso. <laughs> and it's kind of like Flubber. Like she's a mad inventor. <laughs> and, the, and the glitter, like... She well, just throws glitter at people and they ima they magically... Um, burst into flames. Sing like her. <laughs> oh my god. I tried to watch that recently thinking like... I thought I remembered it as being a little more fun bad, but it's just bad bad. She, she it's not her fault though. It's not. That's her the fault. thing about it. If you no, watch it, I think I watched it half bad. it with you, and yeah. she wasn't the problem. No. It and, was just a shitty movie. Yeah, it was a terrible plotline, and the guy in it who's like, oh, like wannabe Mark Wahlberg. So yeah, he was weird. Bad. Like, is it Donnie Wahlberg? <laughs> yes. It would be really cool if Mariah Carey, if she had a song that the whole thing she sang in the whistle register, wouldn't that be would cool? Wouldn't that be really cool? I don't know, it would be a feat. <laughs> Maybe that could be her final song at her final performance. Can she still do it? Do I, think I can't she... imagine she can still do it. Yeah. I wonder if she can. I think her voice has kind of, has kind of gotten, I think it's, it's suffered over the years. My impression is that she can't. She can't quite. Uh, Even if she drinks yeah. honey and lemon, show off the way she used to. <laughs> well, show good, off. good thing that she. I mean, I like that whistle register. I gotta yeah. say, it's like a dog whistle for me. Oh my is, God. is there anybody who sings in a dog whistle register? <laughs> oh, I could do that right now. Do it. Oh yeah, Lucy perked up a little bit. There we go. I saw Lucy's ears go up. <laughs> Poof. So um, we're in uncharted territory here where I feel like the podcast it seemed like we were falling apart and getting delirious, but then mm -hmm. we kept going through it and now we're kind of back to being just sort of talking about stuff. So I don't know Do how you understand it, what he just I said? don't know how it ends. <laughs> yeah. I well, feel we like could, we did a few in a row that ended at the point where things were like just kind of totally collapsing. Yeah. And I feel like we got one, to the, that that point and then this You is know why I think it was good because we had the commercial commercial break. <laughs> Because because I got a bunch of trivia out of the way right away. Also, when it got really goofy, I was Commercial like, guys, break. I want to talk about the movie for real. Yeah, this time around... Should we be reliving what happened like 20 we, minutes we didn't, ago? We didn't wait well, for... people for... who are coming in at this point, I think it's good for them to be <laughs> As if it's like being broadcast what? somewhere. Um, Isn't it... Wait, how does iTunes work? It's not just the radio? <laughs> I wish this was on the radio. Why did I bother? I wish we could take calls. <laughs> call her, you're on. We could. Should I call somebody? Yeah, call Ned. <laughs> I'm so speaker. late. I wish we could. Shit. The next episode, we're gonna do a call. Okay. We're gonna call just somebody. I was. We're gonna I be like, Dan, you're on. Uh, you're on the air. I was thinking that we should sometime um, invite Nicole to do something like this somehow, where like she can like watch a movie at the same time. Because we, I mean, we've done stuff before where we'll, like, watch a movie at the same time and then, like, text each other, like, during it or after. <coughs> yeah. So it's like we're watching a movie together, so we're not. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I'd be, I feel like she's said things before, too, like, if you ever do Harry, when Harry met Sally, like, I'm there. So maybe sometime we can. Have you ever seen When Harry Met Sally? I haven't. Can Nicole do the whistle register? <laughs> Hello, whistle register. Is You're on the line. <laughs> You're on the air. Okay, so That's she's only allowed on if she can whistle sing. Whistle sing? You mean just whistling? Whistling. <laughs> whistling. 
What if what if for the what, what if for the what if for those no it's good what if for those parts of the song when, I wonder if she, when she does it now she just whistles like she has like, like, you got her neck what, and... no 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 not with a whistle what if she and does a like, kazoo your hand in front of your mouth like... I was with the microphone she's at the New Year's that Eve wasn't show a microphone you were holding a whistle oh I was wasn't I or a cigar well, I, don't, I don't know how to whistle what if she oh. just played a little flute. <laughs> So it'd be like, you got me feeling emotions. That whistle. Yeah, yeah, she did that. Instead of actually like singing it, she just did the whistle when you're smiling. How many more more ways can I explain this joke? Yeah, why are we talking about Mariah Carey at all? Why are we talking about Mariah Carey? Because I brought up glitter. Does she have a podcast? You can advertise that. I got peppermint oil in my eye. Always. Uh, How do you do that all this, the time? This episode, we're going to wrap it up now, is brought to you by Wow Drops. Nobody uses them but me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Check them out. They're really strong. It's peppermint in a bottle for your breath. And what do they do again? They power up your breath and pump you up and get you ready for the day. And I'm the only one that uses them on Earth. Power up your breath. <laughs> power up your breath. Okay. Well, I like this podcast. I think I'm going to listen to this one. <laughs> I liked it. I'm listening to it now. I've been listening to it <laughs> since we started talking. <laughs> we should do one sometime where we all wear earplugs. So all we can hear is ourselves? Yeah, we just like talk into the wind. That's kind of how I approach it now. <laughs> I didn't know if you guys could notice. You're ignore what we're saying. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right. Good folks. night, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for everything. Ashley, sing us Goodbye. out. Ashley, whistle us out. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>